I'm here with um, Peter Gallagher, the brother of Patrick Bob Gallagher, and this has been a commemorative day in Ballyhonas, acknowledging um, Bob's heroic deeds and commemorating them. Um, Peter, it must, how are you feeling at, as, as a result of what well, you saw today? Well, I'm overwhelmed. Uh, like in my wildest dreams, I never imagined that uh, there would be such a show put on as there was put on today. Like, uh, I thought there might be 30 or 40 people in the church and there might be 20 of us march through the town, but there was four or 500 in the church and that 300 of them must walk through the town and uh, the amount of um, army, our own defence forces and uh, the US Marines and the amount of people who was there in uniforms. I haven't got half their names yet, so I haven't, yeah. but it, it was unreal. What was the age difference between the two of you? Um, I was 19 when Bob was killed. He was 23 years. So you were younger than me? Yeah, I was three so, years younger than me. So kind of... Three and a half years younger than me, yeah. So kind of going to national school, um, he would have been up in fourth class when you were coming in he first yeah, class. Like yeah, he, yeah, that's that would be the way, yeah. 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 And what yeah. are your memories back then? Ah, memories that's, uh, that's all the things that everybody ever did. Um, brothers did, like we went hunting together, we went okay. fishing together, we fought. We football together, we did everything, yeah. everybody ever did. And did you, you played football together? We did of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the garden, kicking some old big leather ball around right. at the time. <laughs> and of course, then, were you were on a farm? We were on a farm, yeah. So, anyone that grows up on a farm, you have to work? You have to work, yeah, from the age, from the age of eight or nine or ten, we'd have been working on the farms, picking potatoes, uh, weeding, weeding the... The, the beef and the carrots and the cabbage and we'd be down their knees at that and uh, the potatoes and oh, the turf we all do the yeah. Would you say that in any way, well it does, it shapes your character, would you say it helps develop your sense of communal responsibility? I say it does. It, it certainly does. You you get into a routine that, that uh, there is no free lunch kind of and that you get in, that you have to work you know, you go and work in the oven and that would be very much his ethos like he, he didn't want any handout from anyone or or um, any excuse not to do something. Right. If something had to be done, it had to be done, and it was him that was going to do it. So it and then, while you were younger than he, where did, where did he come in the line of the family? Uh, he was second eldest. Right. Um, my sister Margaret, she, she's passed away as well. She was the oldest, and then there was Patrick, then there was another sister bride, and then there was me. So it must have been a tremendous grieving for your mum and dad when oh, it was. It, 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 it was, uh, yeah, it was that time, family in the West, there was no other yeah. opportunity. They had to get immigrate, and um, and it, 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 that was just the time that immigrants were getting to come back every few years. The the, immigra the immigrants before that might have been gone for twenty or thirty years with, right. without returning, and that there was. That little consult, uh, the Flight, flights were a little bit more affordable. Flights was affordable, and, and they were able to come home every, every few years, mind you. And that was seen as a big, as a big thing. So it was. The other thing was, like a lot of times when people emigrated, they tend to go to places where there was either a relative or somebody from the same locality before. Did yeah, Patrick he, do that? went out to my sister, had already gone out there, and, and, and she had gone out to an aunt, went out to an aunt that was in Long Island, yeah. Right, so and that was that was the start of that trail. Yeah. And then he progressed across the country, well, yeah. where he signed up for when he was in, the, in, in New York, was, yeah, and found in, himself uh, then going to San Diego. Yes, and the, well, the base today, the Marine base was in San Diego, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it must have been, like, uh, you must have recollections of the knock on the door. 
I was actually in in Birmingham working. I was 19, and I, I was in, I gone to Birmingham just um, seven or eight months before that, right. uh, with with some pals that was there, and they had jobs in in Birmingham, and I gone working there. And um, it was Easter Sunday, 1967, and we were cooking the dinner, and someone said, "There's two policemen looking for." I said, and I told him what to do. Like, uh, you what did I do last night? It did next time when I looked at the standing beside me, and yeah. they output the statement, and they, they had made the statement, and I still hadn't. Didn't feel too didn't, 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 didn't drop. It didn't drop. No, until until, until the lad said, "Do you, you realise what has happened?" So, yeah, like uh, it, it, it was such a shock to That's me. Surreal, I'm sure. In yeah, every respect. yeah. They, um, at, at that stage, we went to the airport in Birmingham, and the, the last flight had, had left. Had left for Ireland and there wouldn't be a flight again until two o'clock the next day. Yeah. So uh, they drove me to Hollyhead and we got on the boat. Right. And I landed into Dublin at <coughs> seven o'clock in the morning. And everybody had the Irish papers on the front front of the pages was the forces of my brother and the front page news on, right. on the day. Like, right. and that's when it really, really, really struck me. Right. So I came down by train and my father met me here at station at eleven o'clock. I'm sure broken hearted. Broken hearted. Yeah, I'm not able to talk. Yeah, my mother wasn't wasn't able to talk. All those, all those um, letters of accommodation and all those yeah. medals and everything that came in uniforms, they meant nothing to my parents for years. When years, I'd say seven or eight years afterwards, yeah. I it was lucky that they hadn't them burned kind of thing because yeah. they felt you know kind of so grief-stricken and bitter over. It was every time, I'm sure, every time you saw it, it was them, a pain. It was a pain, yeah. yeah. But um, it took them, it took them, uh, I'd say, best part of six, seven years before they really could look at stuff and then the artists to kind of come to terms with it, yes, obviously yeah. it took them a long, long time. So, within the family, does a day like today help? It, it of course does, yeah, like it's, uh, it, today is more of a celebration of his life yeah. than a grieving yeah. thing, and I, that's the way I view it anyway, and it was a great honour, it's a great honour to him, a, a great honour that was due to him, because he did give his life for of course, and um, to think that the pe- there is people out there that does recognise this and made the like today of it because it wasn't um, it wasn't the family that organised this yeah. it, it was other people that organised it we went with the flow and the same with the documentary and the same with the petition for the ship we just gave it our blessing they do whatever they want to do yeah. and it is a great honour to think that there's that many people out there ready to support us and ready to tell yeah. the story over and over and over again what would you say is the most memorable part of the day or the most meaningful part for, of today for you the uh, <coughs> most uh, I'd say when uh, the songs the two songs was sung Sean, Sean Kane and, uh, and, 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 and Brian Fanning sung Brian the songs, songs in, 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 in the, the church in the church it was very poignant songs yeah, considering both the numbers written yeah. specially especially for him yeah. yeah yeah that was very 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 special mm-hmm. and then all all the all the um, all the army and uh, marines and generals there was there. Like yeah, and of course you had the two ministers. And two, yeah. And it, so was, um, yeah. It, it, it was really, it was really a great day now. Cool. In my wildest dream I didn't expect the tenth of that amount yeah. of people today. Well, as, as we've heard during the day, it's really, you know, what ordinary guys do from small places like Ballyhonas yeah. and the impact that they have on other people's lives as reverberations for many, many years after. Of course it has, yeah, and, and I do I do believe that uh, his actions and his what he did has inspired other people to, to do 
to be working people. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, Peter, thanks a million. Thank you very much. You know, um, um, yeah, I'm sure you are very proud of him, though very sad for him. Well, I, am, I am very, very proud of him and sad to think of all the things that we would have done together yeah. up until now and all the times we would have visited each other and to, to, for him to see where I've come to and what he could have been. There's always them. There's, there's yeah. an emptiness. An emptiness, yeah. There is, of course. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a million. Thank you. Ballyhonus uh, commemorative event took place uh, that has numerous strands to it. One was uh, commemorating the life of Patrick Bob Gallagher, who died on the 30th of March 1967 in Vietnam, and as a result saved the lives of many of his uh, soldiers that were in the uh, Marine Corps with him, and uh, got an award, uh, was a hero as a result. But also, uh, efforts are underway not only to commemorate his life, but to commemorate his life in a major way by having a U.S. ship named in his honour, a military ship. I'm here with Martin Durkin, and Martin is going to tell us. He was one of the initiators, and I, as I understand it, one of the movers and shakers who, first of all, got things underway to get this event rolling, and is also very much behind the efforts to have a ship named. Thanks a million for having a chat with us. And are you pleased with how the day has gone, and tell us then what was behind, when you got behind this, and how it all came together? Well, in summary about the day, and it's around about 3 o'clock in the afternoon here, and it's Celebration starts at 10 o'clock this morning, just uh, blown away by the, the, the turnout. The way it all started, and I'll kind of lead into today, was uh, like many people from this area, I went to the U.S. in my case in the early 90s, and I was awarded a green card under the Donnelly Visa Program. And I always felt that there was, oh, I had a responsibility to remember the guys, the, the generations that came uh, before me. And then in the mid, oh, late 90s, I came across an article by Patsy McGarry of the Irish Times. And Patsy had written an incredible article uh, based upon uh, on Patrick, but he also incorporated two local lads as well. One is uh, Christopher Nevin, who was killed in the early part of 66, and Brian Frayne, who was killed just 20 days before, uh, before Patrick. And Brian is from Balhadreen, and Christopher is, uh, Chris is from just outside of Claremorris. So I had always carried this story in my mind, and then in, uh, uh, in late 2013, I was uh, still living associated with the Dallas area, and I went in to see a good friend of mine, uh, Marius Donnelly. Marius owns and runs the Trinity Hall Irish Pub in, in Dallas, and I recounted the story, and at the end of the conversation, one of us said, you know, this is the kind of person they should name a U.S. Navy ship after. So the, the petition was, the idea for the petition was launched then. Uh, we then contacted, made contact with the family. Um, our main contact was Pauline, who would be Patrick's youngest sister. But it took about two or three conversations for them to give us the yes. And it only came after we acknowledged that there just wasn't one family involved here. We had thought at the time, we came up that it was uh, through the work of the Irish Veterans Association that there were 17 Irish citizens killed. That number has since been revised to 31, and there may be more, um, but it's, and that's come up because of the work of the Irish Veterans Association. So that was one of the conditions that we were to move forward upon. 
um, that uh, it is to remember not just Patrick but everybody. Now Patrick, as we believe, was awarded the highest medal of all the Irish that served. Uh, so in some ways he represents not just the 31 but the probably at least hundreds, maybe one or two thousand uh, immigrants, green card holders, who uh, who served in the U.S. military at that time. Put this in context, Mar- um, Patrick or Bob, as he was affectionately known, was yeah. only uh, 22, 23. Yeah. So you know the honour that he achieved. It wasn't after a long career in, in the forces. It was after a very short career. That's right, and that's uh, why he jumped on the grenade, which uh, occurred in um, was the, in 1966. In part, it's because maybe it's the, something for the water in this area. Perhaps, in part, it was probably magnified by the training he received in the Marines, because the Marines tend to have a, a habit of doing this. Uh, there's countless situations, and there's two other ships that don't come to mind, but uh, have been named after Marines who also jumped on grenades. The difference is, in those two situations, those Marines did not survive. Patrick did survive, but uh, but picked himself off, dusted himself off, and regretfully, just you know, right at the end of his tour. Um, uh, and died as well. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's unfortunate. Now the move to have a ship named after Patrick, the process yeah. that's involved in that, and how long is such a process liable to take? What can anybody do? Where can they go online to add their names to a petition? All that. Well, I'll give you the web address first, and then I'm going to repeat it later because I know everybody's probably grabbling, uh, looking for a pen right now. Uh, it's www.patrickgallagherusmc.info. So patrickgallagherusmc.info. And if you can't remember that, just when you get home, Google Patrick Gallagher Navy Cross, and that'll probably get you to the petition right. as well. With regards to the process, we're definitely we're we're learning about it. Uh, there is, as such, there is no form, official form that you fill out. Uh, it is the Secretary of the Navy who decides what names uh, ships are to carry. Right now, in Washington, there is no Secretary of the Navy. But that's okay, because really, we're looking at towards the end of 2017 before we, we put in the paperwork. What has occurred, and this only occurred in the last two weeks, is the, uh, the Secretary of Defense uh, has has instructed that his name is put on a list to be considered okay. for Navy ships. That's a huge step, so they've acknowledged it. What we need to do is say, being on a list is one thing, it now needs to be at the top of the list. And I believe, with the work that's been done here locally, uh, that that's going to, uh, we can do that, because we have, com- we have the full story. Um, and the Vietnam, as Brigadier General referred to it, uh, as the finest generation. Um, the need to, it needs to be acknowledged. So it's not just an Irish story; it's 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 much bigger than that. Now I assume that ships are only going to be named after the new ships as they come on stream. So something like this is going to be dependent upon new ships being built and uh, being added to the current fleet. That's correct. Now traditionally, I believe the U.S. Navy has always been around 300 ships, mm-hmm. and uh, there is talk about more ships coming online. Uh, I've heard a figure. It doesn't. I can't recall it right now, but it's quite significant. Even if they have built half of those ships, that's a huge plus. And we only need one ship to be named after Patrick. Um, regardless of, uh, and the family are in agreement on this. Regardless of whether the ship goes forward or not, is 
it would be great but the big thing is people are aware of the story um, and you know learning about the selfless act and the kind of person that Patrick was I'm sure you know like all of us we have our imperfections mm -hmm. um, like there was one story his sister told about uh, when he was in New York he had a nasty habit of leaving the, the top off the milk you know <laughs> so that, but it's a, an insight into his the, the person that he Indeed. probably was he was just an ordinary guy. ordinary guy but it's only ordinary people that can do extraordinary that's things right. that's right and instantly and the good he he was seems to be so lucky i'm sure right now he's up there looking down and us going you don't you know you shouldn't be doing this you yeah. don't need to be doing this yeah, yeah. and we should look back up and go yeah we do you deserve this yeah indeed martin thanks a million it's you're very welcome good and uh, i know we're going to have a chat with uh, one of his uh, siblings yeah well i get uh, the address one more time I do indeed the, so the address is patrick gallagher usmc.info and is there a facebook page there is a Facebook page, but actually we prefer people to go to the, the petition website. because otherwise we're going to be fractured in our response and, you know, we want just one figure. Right now, as of March 30th, uh, today, 2017, we're, we're approaching 7,500 signatures. Yeah. 10,000 signatures, there's no magic number, but that's where we want to be and we're pretty close. Good. Well, thanks a million. Thank you. You're very welcome.